0: Blue wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh here comes Bosa. The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. And it's intercepted at the 35 yard line. Derwin James. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Powder Blue Review. This is episode 27 Can't believe we're at 27 episodes so far, first year of this thing. Can't appreciate the support enough. It's been a good day. If not anything else, it's been a wonderful day to be a Chargers fan. Why? Because the Chargers got some players back, and the Chargers got, in a sense, rid of some players that they should have got rid of. So, guys, today's rundown. Game preview, obviously. Uh, Chargers taking on the Tennessee Titans, who are also 2-4 and four on the season, coming off back-to-back losses as well. Also going to do our weekly segment of three things to watch for, as well as go over the injury report of what I have of it. Right now it's uh, Thursday, middle of the day, so whatever I have, I will talk about. And talk about the players returning to practice, the players that were just uh, included in a couple transactions the team made and who they brought back in corresponding moves. So Guys, follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. Follow the podcast Twitter handle as well at PB Review Podcast. And head on over to boltsfromtheblue.com. That is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog, where I am the deputy manager. Love the site. Really hoped to grow that. So, any of you guys who support this need to be supporting BFTB as well. So, without further ado, let's get to the show. When I think about this week's matchup, the only thing that really comes to mind right away is how much of a must-win this game is. Obviously, three weeks ago, when we looked after being 1-2, and two, again, coming off that loss to the Houston Texans, we looked at the schedule and we said, oh, well, the next four teams the Chargers play are a combined 1-11 and 11 at the time. And if the Chargers capitalize on the weak part of their schedule, then they can be sitting... Uh, at five and two after the next month. Well, here we are three weeks later, they are one and two out of the four games, heading into the last one at two and four. Now, after the Chargers are done with whatever happens against the Titans, they host the excuse me, they're at Chicago with the Bears, they play the Packers, the Oakland Raiders after that, that are four and two at the moment, and the four and two Chiefs. And, uh, excuse me, three and two Oakland Raiders, they did have a bye. But uh, that's tough. You're looking at arguably the best defense in the NFL, in the Chicago Bears. You're also looking at a Packers team that looks revitalized with an overhauled defense as well. Jair Alexander is a really good shutdown corner. Guys like Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith are all really good rushers as well. It's just the whole defense looks just way different. They totally flipped the script on themselves from last year to this year. And then you look at the Oakland Raiders. Again, they're one of the only teams to have beaten the Bears. Somehow I've gotten the best of that defense, and they did it rushing the ball. So I'm not sure how much better the Chargers can fare against that team. And then it's the Chiefs. And, you know, the Chargers have only beat the Chiefs once in the last five years, and it took, you know, this dramaticism, the, the overall thriller and suspense of the game at Arrowhead to end last season. I'm just not sure if this is the type of team that is equipped to put up a encore performance or something similar. So it is a must win. The team's got to get as many wins as possible, especially capitalizing on the wins that they should get uh, against the teams that they should beat. Um, so again, 2-4, and four, need to beat the Titans. Um, but let's look at this team as things stand. So you guys have all probably seen the news uh, that came up recently that... Um, uh, I'm totally blanking on the coach's name. I'm an idiot. Mike Vrabel announced that Ryan Tannehill, former Dolphins quarterback, will be the starter against the Chargers on Sunday. They are benching Mariota. And that's a little confusing because Mariota, at least on paper, hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been as good as the team needs to beat some of these other teams that, uh, you know, are only putting up 10, 13, 14 points and still somehow beating the Titans. So let's just kind of look quick. Uh, You know, screenshot at both these teams, kind of how they fare uh, stat-wise, what they're looking at at the moment. Chargers, so Phillip Rivers, it hasn't been too good of a season. Uh, He's sitting with 1,785 passing yards. I believe that is fourth. It's at least top five in the NFL. He has only nine touchdowns, but he's thrown six interceptions, and three of those have been in the red zone. Melvin Gordon came back from his holdout and has done kind of little to nothing, Uh, 20 carries, 49 yards, 7 catches for 37 yards. He's been dismal, and pretty much what he's done is uh, the pace that Austin Eckler was on, this torrid pace, whether it was rushing, receiving, scoring touchdowns, the guy was doing it all, and he was doing it uh, quite often. That's been completely destroyed since Melvin Gordon came back. So Eckler sitting at 64 carries for 241 yards, 3 touchdowns on the ground with 42 catches through the air, 370 receiving yards and three more scores. I don't think he has a touchdown in the last two games either. He had three, or excuse me, six through the first four games of the season, and he's still sitting at six now. Keaton Allen, again, another guy who was on a torrid pace to start the season. Melvin Gordon comes back, and I'm sure it's not exactly, you know, Gordon's fault that Allen isn't getting looks or isn't getting open or what's going on, but he's definitely calmed down as well. 40 catches for 503 yards and three scores, none in the last, I believe, three games as well. Mike Williams, although he's been doing well, uh, he's making clutch catches, moving the chains, all that. He only has 19 catches on the year, 303 receiving yards. Unfortunately, zero touchdowns has not been able to find the end zone. None of those back shoulder fades have worked out up to this point. But what a refreshing sight it was to see Hunter Henry come out. Uh, after having not played since the first week against the Indianapolis Colts, comes out against the Steelers, puts up an 8 for 102 touchdown line. Uh, He is currently now 4th on the team with 160 yards, receiving on 12 catches, and again, those two aforementioned touchdowns. So, uh, really hoping for some more Hunter Henry in this one. I think if they're going to move the ball on a pretty good defense, honestly, in the Titans, uh, Henry's going to play an integral part in that. Defensively for the Chargers, Thomas Davis still leads the team in tackles with 48. Uh, he is in the lead by quite a bit, almost 20 full total tackles. Um, he's kind of slowed his pace as well. They are doing a rotation with Drew Tranquil, Kaiser White, and a couple of those linebackers in the middle to keep people fresh, especially uh, a veteran such as Thomas Davis. He has a single tackle for loss in the season, has a single sack as well. But outside of just racking up regular tackles, uh, Davis really hasn't done too much. um, And it's, you know, a lot of people are hard-pressed to say that uh, he isn't really adding anything to this defense besides, you know, just a veteran presence of sorts. Joey Bosa, second on the team right now with 29 total tackles. He leads the team in tackles for loss with five. Leads the team in sacks as well with just three so far. Again, not a pace that we would like to see Bosa continue on. Um, but he's playing the run so well. He has really rounded out his game, and when he can kind of put it all together, where he can focus on stopping the run just as much as rushing the passer and, and all those things kind of coming together for him and clicking, he's going to be one of, if not the best defensive player in the NFL. He's just got to uh, get it all figured out and unfortunately not seeing one sacrifice, you know, pass rush for run stop and vice versa and stuff like that. Desmond King, 21 total tackles on the year, two tackles for loss, second on the team in two and a half sacks. All two and a half came against the Miami Dolphins in week four. Also has a fumble recovery, a forced fumble, and the punt return for a touchdown against the Broncos in week five. What a play that was. Need some more of those types of plays, those splash plays, whether it's on defense or special teams from King, because with the way this offense is obviously playing, the ineptitude of being able to score points, especially in the first half, um, they need points from anywhere. They need a spark from anywhere on this team, and Desmond King can do it on the defense or through the special teams. Rayshawn Jenkins, although I do not necessarily agree that he is an elite player uh, playing elitely at the free safety spot he does lead the team in interceptions has just two recently had one against the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of gave the Chargers a little bit more life he currently has 22 total tackles two tackles for loss and the two interceptions looking at the Tennessee Titans it's easy to see why They still believe Mariota was benchable, even though he's only thrown uh, two interceptions as opposed to seven touchdowns. So like the interceptions are great, but seven touchdowns through six weeks is not good. Um, Mariota currently sits with 1,179 passing yards, seven touchdowns, two picks. Also has carried the ball 24 times for 129 yards on the ground. And like I said earlier, Tannehill will get the start. He's going to be working with Derrick Henry, who currently has 113 rushes just for 416 yards, four touchdowns, also has six catches for 102 yards, one touchdown. And obviously those receiving numbers are, you know, beefed up, inflated simply from that 75 yard touchdown screen in week one against the Cleveland Browns. So not much to take into him as a receiving threat. He may pop off one here and there, but. For the most part, he is not going to be a guy they have to worry about on passing downs. Uh, the receivers Tannehill will get to work with are AJ Brown, a rookie. He currently leads the team in receiving yards has just 14 catches, but he's taken that for 273 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Behind him is Corey Davis, former fifth overall pick a couple years ago in the draft. 14 catches, excuse me, 16 catches, 237 yards and just one score. Adam Humphreys is tied with Delaney Walker uh, with a team lead in receptions with 21. He has 189 receiving yards and has yet to find the end zone. And then Delaney Walker, the veteran, the savvy veteran, tight end, uh, longtime guy for the, the Niners, and now the Titans is sitting with 21 catches, has 215 yards and two scores as well. So as you can probably tell from all the stats I just listed, they spread the ball around pretty fairly. Um, you know, no, there's it's not skewed in any way, and it's it's pretty much the opposite of the Chargers. You have Keenan Allen, and then you have kind of everyone else in the receiving stats while with the Titans, you've got, uh, everyone's kind of between 14, 15 to 21, uh, catches and everyone's between 180 and 280 receiving yards. So, Very balanced attack here, Um, can't really know exactly who to to double or focus on because at the end of the day, I think the Titans scheme this, uh, so they're going to take what the defense gives them, and regardless if it's a big play or not, um, it does help them keep the chains moving, but as of recently, um, that hasn't been the case. Defensively, this is another good defense. Uh, It's not up to par with kind of how the Pittsburgh Steelers worked. Um, their stats, where everyone was, you know, three plus sacks. Everyone had uh, four plus tackles for losses. It was it was absolutely insane looking at the Steelers' stats. But there's some good players. On the Titans, you've got Rashawn Evans. He is a second-year linebacker out of Alabama, currently leads the team with 45 total stops, has two tackles for loss, excuse me, and a half a sack. Jayon Brown, another linebacker, second on the team with 36 stops, one tackle for loss, one sack. Logan Ryan up there, defensive back, corner, uh, is third on the team with 35 total stops, has two tackles for losses, actually has two and a half sacks himself, just like Desmond King does, and has two interceptions. Harold Landry is probably their most disruptive uh, defensive lineman. He is an outside linebacker. He's constantly rushing the passer, has 29 total tackles, seven tackles for loss, which leads the team and a team leading four sacks. And then Kevin Bayard, who just got the biggest payday for his safety in NFL history, currently is the highest paid safety in the NFL, has 30 total tackles, one tackle for loss, and leads the team with three interceptions. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. It's time consuming, it's expensive, and there's so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? This is why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, whether it's on Etsy, Amazon, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. It's no wonder that ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely zero risk, and you can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit shipstation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's shipstation.com, then enter offer code blue. Shipstation.com. Make ship happen. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, you know, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. And sometimes it's just doing a lot of podcast stuff, and uh, that kind of makes you a little not in the mood whatsoever. So, but with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is also simple. Just go to get. Roman.com slash Blue Wire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash Blue Wire to get a free online visit and free two day shipping. That's getroman.com slash Blue Wire for a free visit to get started. Getroman.com slash Blue Wire. All right, so before we get into the three things to watch for against the Tennessee Titans, we're quickly going to go over the injury reports from Wednesday and Thursday. So on Wednesday, those who did not participate in practice were Nasir Adderley, Travis Benjamin, Melvin Ingram, uh, Justin Jackson, Justin Jones, and Brandon Meebane. Those limited were Michael Badgley and Trent Scott, and your full participants were Andre Patton and Denzel Perryman. As of today, uh, the injury reports did just come out while I was recording this uh, podcast, so going into your did not participate, it is again Nasir Adderley, Melvin Ingram, Justin Jackson, Justin Jones, and Brandon Meebane again. Uh, Thomas Davis did not participate today in practice, but that was just a veteran rest day, so if you see him on it, uh, don't worry, and that may be a good thing if you you know saw him on the report. Limited was just Trent Scott. Um, you know, with Russell Okung, uh that's just some that's some news we're going to talk about as well um but Trent Scott may not be able to go uh he's only been limited so I can't see a reason why he wouldn't be able to go especially if Russell Kung isn't ready to get back uh to the games played but uh Michael Badgley was a full participant today that's awesome maybe we'll actually get to see the Money Badger kick on Sunday for the first time all season and obviously Andre Patton and Denzel Perryman were just fine again So that is the injury report for now. I totally spaced and I thought I was gonna do the other player news earlier, but we're gonna go ahead and do it now uh, prior to three things. So guys, amazing day because Russell Okung was back at practice. The Bitcoin boss, whatever you want to call him, the blindside protector for Philip Rivers was back at practice. He is feeling much better. He was available to the media for quite a while. Said he stared death in the face, which is crazy to even hear someone say, and at least them, and knowing that they, yeah, were really that close to death apparently. But uh, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. He said he could be back as early as week seven, which is this Sunday. Um, but the team does have 21 days from right now to activate him. And they can do it at any point in time after those 21 days, though. Within those 21 days, they've had to decide whether or not to activate him or keep him on the injured reserve for the rest of the season. So that is phenomenal news in and of itself. Uh, the team did a couple of roster transactions. And, and the number one being uh, Travis Benjamin was put on injured reserve he's done for the season. And if you guys know anything about me, that is phenomenal. I cannot stand Travis Benjamin. I think he is a detriment to this team. And he makes Phillip Rivers throw stupid balls because for some reason he still trusts Travis Benjamin to get open on a consistent basis. In a corresponding move, the team did sign T.Y. McGill. He was with the team for most of last year and the entire offseason, but failed to meet the... Uh, or He didn't make the original 53-man roster to start this season. Um, but he is back, and he's probably just insurance policy right now if Justin Jones and Brandon Meebane can't go on Sunday. Now, we're going to go to... Three things to watch for against the Tennessee Titans as we end this episode. Guys, number one is going to be limiting Derrick Henry. So his rushing numbers in weeks one through six are as followed. He had 84 against the Browns in week one. They won that game. 82 in week two. Uh, loss, 44 week three. 100 in week four. 78 in week five. Uh, 28 in week six last week. Um, he is The Titans are 0-3. When he is held under 80 yards. And I know this is just such a bland stat, but I believe the Tennessee Titans' success, at least over the last couple of years, has been uh, dependent on the success of their ground game each and every week. So uh, obviously, if you hold him to 44 yards, that's a loss. If you hold him to 28, uh, you're probably going to win as well. They've lost when he's rushed for 82 and 78 as well. Um, but for the most part, you know, it, it's a safe stat to know. That if you stop Derrick Henry, you probably stop the Titans' offense. So number one priority would be yes, limit Derrick Henry. Uh, they've been good; they were good for you know the middle of uh, the season so far against the Texans, against the Colt not the Colts, excuse me, against the um, Lions and the Dolphins. But um, kind of faltered a little bit this run defense against the Broncos and the Steelers. Needs to step that up. I'm not sure how well they can do it, especially with some of their starting defensive tackles out. Uh, number two, we have which young wide receivers are going to step up. So Travis Benjamin's done. The team still has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. But when we, then you look at, you know, who's the third wide receiver? And, and they're probably not going to be third in the pecking order, obviously, with Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry um, alive and well. But Jason Moore, an undrafted free agent from Finlay University, looked really good. He caught both of his targets for 43 yards against the Steelers. Um, you still got Jeremy Davis. You have Andre Patton as well. But honestly, uh, I I think Davis is just a body and a special teams guy. I don't think he needs to be using this offense whatsoever. Um, Andre Patton has shown some spark. Jason Moore recently showed some spark. And I think it's going to be either of those two guys, Patton or Moore. Um, Regardless, I think both of them are going to see uh, a notable increase in snaps against the Titans. And I'm really, really, really excited to see if either of those two can step up and make a play for this team uh, when they need it most. And your third and final thing to watch for against the Titans is I don't want to see the team force touches to Gordon. And quite frankly, I don't want to see them force anything at all. Melvin Gordon recently this week said that uh, he needs more than eight carries. And his reasoning was that when you have just eight carries in a game as a running back, you don't get to see anything a second time and use you know what didn't work on a play before uh, to the betterment of the team um, in a, on a later play. Simply because when you only rush or eight times, maybe you saw a different defensive look all eight of those times. What Gordon's essentially saying is, you know, if he ran a power play one way, And he saw what the defense did and he knows, oh, well, if I do this next time and and they kind of play it the same way, then I can gain many more yards. Maybe I can score a touchdown on this one. That's what he's talking about. And that's really tough to, I mean, it makes sense. But at the same time, look at Justin Jackson's stats through the first couple games that he played. I mean, he had eight or less carries, I believe, in the first three games. And he averaged 5.2. One game he averaged 7.8. Another one was like 9.2 or something like that. He averaged a lot of yards on eight or less carries in each of those games. So I'm not sure there's a lot of truth to Gordon's um just quote in general. And I'm not I just really hope the team doesn't force it. I just really, really don't. We've obviously seen what's happened the last two games. I don't want any more of that. Uh it hurts to watch. It honestly hurts to watch. And I know a game flow has to do with a lot of it and and limiting his carries because the team's been down 14 to 0 in the last couple games in the first quarter. Like so they're obviously throwing for their lives at that point, so uh, I don't like it, and obviously that's one of the things I really don't want to see, is forcing anything to Gordon, and forcing anything in general, that does it for today's show guys, I usually always try to make these a little bit shorter, Uh, the second episode of the week shorter than the first one of the week, but I always kind of get to talking, and uh, I want to give you guys the news, I want to give you guys my thoughts, and uh, just feelings about the game, and everything in between, so as always, Guys, follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Go ahead and follow at PB Review Podcast. That is the Twitter handle for this show. And go on over to BullsFromTheBlue.com, again, like, comment, let's start a conversation, get in the comment section, and let's have some fun. I'm super stoked for this Sunday, uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to get my media credential for this one, I was actually going to go, but turns out I had to go through the Chargers people, although it was at, it is at the Titans, um, I went through the Titans people and that didn't work out. So, uh, huge bummer on that, but uh, I'll still be able to cover the game as best as possible. So again, guys, really do appreciate it. Subscribe, leave a review, five stars if you'd like. I would really appreciate that. Tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like. Um, Really appreciate guys reaching out to me also on Twitter and trying to start a conversation with their thoughts and questions as well. So again, this has been Michael Peterson, guys, on the Powder Blue Review, and I will see you guys next week.